You're listening to All to Play For, brought to you by Joe and Coral. And welcome to the All to Play for Euro 2020 post-match podcast brought to you by Joe and Coral with me, Lindsay Hipgrave, and you, Joe Cole. And Joe, it's actually happened. We were both at Wembley last night. England are through to a final. The first time we've experienced this in our lifetimes. Can you just sum it up? Oh God, Liz, it was amazing. Um, and first of all, you've done well to, to, to get yourself up and running last <laughs> night after bumping into you. You've done great, but no. Help, help Liz, buy some was, paracetamol, Joe. Yeah, listen, and you're a Geordie like that. That's going to help you. <laughs> but um, no, I absolutely loved it. I was with my kids and like just before the game, before it even started and I was sitting there watching all the people there and everyone was so happy and it just felt bigger than football. And I turned around to my pal and I said, there's no way we're not going to win this game. It's just like, it just couldn't happen with everything. And um, there were some hairy moments, but it was just... Probably one of the it's one of my most favourite nights, at, like ever. It, even in, <laughs> yeah, ever, even including my career. You know, like, it was just amazing to be part of it. It was amazing. Just absolutely dreamy. And to talk uh, yeah. through it with us this morning, we've got a very special guest on the show today. He was the Golden Boot winner at Euro 96. He's the Premier League's all-time leading goal scorer. He was the first player to be inducted into the Premier League Hall of Fame. He's a Newcastle legend. He's joining us live from the motherland. It's the one and only <laughs> Alan Sheever. <laughs> Good to see you, Al. <laughs> Carry on. You can carry on saying all those oh, nice I've things, only got 20 Linz. Minutes, I was enjoying, I'm enjoying all minutes. those. The reeling them all off, Linz. I'm enjoying it. You know me, Alan. I could go on forever like that with you. I really could. Are you all for the moon? Oh, it's absolutely ecstatic. I mean, what a night. So to be at, to be at Wembley, to sample that atmosphere. I've been at Wembley, as you know, a few times. But last night, the atmosphere was incredible. Incredible. I mean, I thought it was it was great against Germany as well. There was only forty thousand in there. There was just over sixty thousand last night, so it was absolutely electric. And I tell you what, it is bloody horrible being a fan. So nervous. It's so yeah. much easier, Joe, isn't it? Being yeah. on the pitch and being able to do something about it. I mean, I was so nervous. I was sat with Gary Lineker and Jurgen Klinsmann watching the game. And I know Jürgen's a Germany, German and we knocked Germany out of the uh, of the tournament, but he wants England to win. And all three of us were a bag of nerves. We were petrified <laughs> every time the ball was going near our goal for when Denmark were pushing forward. It was so nerve-wracking. Do you both feel that we really deserved it as well? Oh, 100%, 100% means. I, I played with Gareth briefly at the start of England career, and Al played with him a lot more, and Al probably knows him a lot better. But like, just everything... Every decision he's making is just so measured and so calm. I, I was nervous, but just he just gets it right, don't he? Out the, the tactics. Yeah, he's been. I mean, he's been. You know, I, when I asked him the question after the uh, Ukraine game. Are you able to enjoy it? I said to him because I hope he is. And, and last mm. night, I hope he's able to to take it all in because of what happened in '96. And I just hope he's like he's looking at the reaction from Wembley, from the pubs, from everyone's home, how yeah. happy he's making everyone, how everyone is so proud. He's making everyone feel 10 foot tall again. And after the rubbish that we've been through and how hard it's been for everyone over the last 
18 months to see everyone so happy now and joyous and smiling and the drinks that are going all over the place. I mean, he, he should <laughs> he should be feeling so, so proud of him and the if it was, uh, it was England team because it's what we asked for. It's what we, we, we asked when, before the ball was kicked because of all of that. We just asked for this England team to give us some happiness, give us a bit of joy and they're doing all of that and more. So I just hope that Gareth's able to take a step back just for half an hour or so, and, so and, and look and think and enjoy what's going on because when you're in the middle of it, that can be really difficult at times. So yeah. I hope he's uh, I, hope, I hope he's able to do that. I hope he was soaking up at the end. Those scenes where he was mm. going up to the fans, that that was just fantastic, wasn't it, at the end of the game? Was, right? the, 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 the relief. Yeah, the, the, can you, I mean, we, I've just spoken about how nervous we all were and I'm sure that you, you Linz, and you, Joe, were exactly the same. Can you imagine what he's going through? He's got 60-odd million people. The hopes are resting on his and the team's shoulders. So the, 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 that, the, the, that he's going through, I'm just, as I said, it's the pressure and the stress that he must feel those last moments. And then for it not to affect him because he is making some big, bold, brave decisions. And yeah. all of those decisions from the minute one, from when, when he played yeah. Trippier at left back to having to start in Raheem Sterling to keeping Harry Kane on the team to having Harry Maguire and Jordan Henson in the squad. All of those decisions, playing three at the back, not playing Grealish, bringing Grealish off last night when we're there to defend the game. I mean, whatever mm. decision he has made in this tournament, it has worked and, and long may mm. that continue because he's got another couple of big decisions to make on uh, on Sunday as well. But hey, he's, he's made everyone the correct one at the minute. I'm sure that Sunday will be the same. Are you at the point, Joe, because I am, where now I look at the team and I just don't question it because I completely trust him. Whereas yeah. the first couple of games I was looking at thinking, oh, I'm not sure about this. Not sure he should be starting now. I just accept it. Yeah, and, and I think everyone's everyone's at that stage now because he's, the, the decisions he made were so left field at times, you know. And, and there was so much people like this in China when he put Trippier at left back, and you just had Chilwell and uh, Luke Shaw. But if he, when you break it down, he he had I think bet that he he trusted Trippier. He had Tyro Means the first time playing left side of centre half. So he wanted the talker next to him. So everything's measured. It's not like, what's he doing that for? He, he, he didn't feel, if Ben didn't join up with the squad because of the Champions League and Luke was playing there, so he'd, he'd worked with Trippier. So Trippier had got used to Tyrone. He knew Harry weren't going to be. So, so everything's measured, but brave. It, the easiest thing to him to do would go, just, I'll, I'll do that. But he said something in one of his interviews where he says, he, he, he parks the noise. He don't listen to the noise. And, I, I, and your coaching badge, we've had a few managers who said, you said that, he said, there's so much going round. And this is just a normal job. This isn't just an, an England job at a tournament. There's so much noise. I mean, everyone's got an opinion and he parks the noise and he just does things so measured, so so diligently. And he and he said, didn't he, after the Germany game out, he said, you know, I make these decisions and I know if I get it wrong, I'm going to be killed. Obviously, not going to be killed, but... You know, that's that's the kind of pressure in the media. Yeah, yeah. You're always, you're. Always, I think, as as, as we all know, I mean, the, the the territory that comes with being England manager, you always one result away from disaster. Mm. And you could you could hear the screams and shouts if one decision goes wrong and he plays someone. And I mean, the shout for Grealish all throughout this tournament mm. to uh, to start games has been huge, and. He's been reluctant in doing that and he's played him when he felt it was right. And I think that's the, the good thing about this squad is that certainly in 
forward positions. You could argue a point for all of those players, whether yeah. that's Sterling, Kane, Sancho, Rashford, Foden, Mount, yeah. Grealish himself. I mean, as you say, Lindsay, whatever decision he makes, he'll get the back end because of what's happened in the last month and, and before that. Uh, yeah. His decisions have been measured, they've been brave, but they've been the right ones because ultimately they're in the final and got a really good chance of, of being successful and winning this yeah. tournament. Yeah. You conceded our first goal as well. You talked about the nerves. Just tell us what you were thinking when that free kick went in. <sighs> well, there was there was always going to be a stage in this tournament. I said it before yesterday, the game that it's not as simple as what England have made it look in tournament football. There's going mm. to be a time where they've got to react to to something negative. What happens? And that happened last night. I mean, it was a it was a piece of brilliance in the way the free kick was taken. Perhaps um, Pickford could have got a lot closer to the ball. I thought he should have, but the power and the dip that uh, that was that was on it made it very difficult to stop. So they've now. They're now facing something that they've not faced in a tournament before. I just thought they were measured, they were calm, they didn't panic, they realised time was on the side, and they scored the goal at the, uh, at, at the right time. I mean, Raheem missed a chance just before that, but it was a mm. very similar move down that uh, down that side. And then to go in one all at, at half time, sort of just settled everyone down. And then I thought they were the better team in the, in, in the second half. They kept the ball really well. And then again, the good thing is, is that. When you need something, and when the team are looking for a piece of magic, you can you can look to the bench, and you've got Grealish, yeah. you've got Sancho, you've got Rashford, you've got all the forward, and you've got all these guys who can do something. So he then brings Grealish on, but then when the result is going our way, we get our goal. Then it's another big brave decision to take Grealish off because he obviously doesn't trust him defensively. I mean, he's he's, he's brilliant going forward, but it's clear. Gareth doesn't trust him going the other way. So he takes him off, which despite the team spirit they've got in that squad, there's no way that Jack Grealish is not going to be hurt, not going to be angry and maybe embarrassed. He but said he completely again, understood, though, the, the reasons why he, he was OK with it. But again, it was done to try and manage the game in that situation. And I thought after that, there was a spell of two or three minutes where Denmark started to get it back in the game. But after that, the way they held the ball and kept the ball and managed that game... I mean, there, there was a, the passing sequence that went on for three or four minutes. It was quite it was unbelievable. About 54 and, passes. Yeah, <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah. So then again, it just proves that it was the right decision to do that. And it was a benefit for the team. And they got the result. They move on to the final. And yeah, what a day Sunday is going to be. <laughs> that passing move, Joe, when they were getting the all lays at the end, it was so yeah. un English like. I mean, you yeah. said that all through the tournament. It's the most fun I think I've ever yeah. had in a football game. We should have had our backs <laughs> against the wall at that point. I know. And do you know what? Like, I, I said it, I think, two episodes ago, I said there's going to be a beautiful story after this thing where we're going to go back and. When the FA started and the Premier League started, the process of, of developing these technically gifted players and tactically, and put a bit more of a, a foreign element, handle the ball. You know, goalkeepers can handle the ball now. The, the football's evolved, football's changed. You know, we've caught up and surpassed a lot of countries. You know, and I think there's a story to be told with, with the people that, that started that 10, 15 years ago, and now we're seeing Foden, Mount, Grealish. Harry Maguire's so good on the ball. Joan Stones is a genius on the ball. Pickford, some of the. He wasn't at it last night with his passing, but, but you know, I'll tell you, like goalkeepers, you threw a goalkeeper and pass back to the ball 20 years ago, everyone in the in the stadium's having a stroke because they're like, what's, mm. you know, it could go anywhere. 
But now you give it back to the goalkeepers and he's just taking a touch and he's clipping it there and he's driving one. Football's evolved and he's and that last night, you're right, was the most un-English thing. But it, I just thought it was beautiful to watch all of these players so comfortable on the ball, playing through lines. It was good. Were you Alan, were you part of the Orleans last night when they were passing? I know I was. I was definitely. Really? I, was, I, was <laughs> I was as well. It was brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Alan, I want to ask you about Harry Kane as well because we we, we saw it felt last night that the new sort of Spurs version of Kane, where he was just everywhere, wasn't he, all over mm. the pitch? Do you, do you like that side of him and this part of his game now, or would you rather he just stayed further forward? No, I mean he can do whatever he wants. He's a top class centre forward one of the best in the world I mean you know it just makes me laugh sometimes two games ago there were there were a few people call believe it or not calling yeah. for Harry Kane to be dropped I mean how stupid and ridiculous was that because you're just seeing a, he gets his goal against Germany you're seeing a different player um, we know what he is we know I know the life of, of a forward and what goals do to you and I thought he put in a towering performance Last night was a proper centre forward performance. I know he would have been disappointed with the uh, with the, the way he struck the penalty, but the relief and the delight you could see when the rebound fell perfectly for him. And I think the way he managed the game as well, in terms of inviting fouls and buying a bit his team yeah. a bit of a bit of time. I mean, the part he played in the uh, in the equaliser just before half time, the touch, the turn, where he did come short and turn and then play that measured pass. Down that yeah. uh, down the right hand side, I thought was perfect. So he had he had a fantastic game, as did so many. I mean, I think the pick of the bunch was, I mean, Maguire was brilliant, Shaw was incredible, yeah. Kyle Walker was brilliant, Harry Kane. But I think the pick of the bunch would have been Raheem Sterling. Yeah, yeah was- that moment against Ukraine when he hit that volley with his left foot. That was the moment with me. I should have gone with Coral and gone get on Harry Kane to be the <laughs> Golden Boot winner because that. I will tell you when you're. a... He had one moment against Scotland early on when things weren't going, and he, he shifted it onto his left foot and he hesitated. You can't mm. hesitate, goal scorers. It has to be instinctual. And and there was a little bit of lack of confidence. But then that volley against Ukraine, I thought, there's not a handful of players that can actually execute that. But to just to attempt it, the confidence, and I thought I should have gone and got on him then for golden boot. He, <laughs> I, I think he's going to get a brace in the final and take it, I'm telling you. I should point out that I actually did back him to win the golden boot at that point when everyone was calling for him to be dropped. So well like, done, Lindsay. You know your yeah. stuff. Well <laughs> Lindsay's, Lindsay's on it. it. Let me tell you. Have, always have faith in, the quality always rises and um, he's, <laughs> he's definitely not short of that. And I mean, he's on four at the minute. Um, Ronaldo and Sheik, I think, are on five. So he needs he needs a goal and a couple of assists or two goals and that golden boot is, uh, is his. And uh, it would not surprise me at all if he used to walk away on Sunday night, not only with a winner's medal, but a golden boot as well. And how good would that be? Mm. Awesome. Well and, said. And I have to ask you both as well about the penalty. Should it have been given? Uh, if that was given against me, I would be extremely angry. I didn't think there was enough contact for him to go down. Yes, there was contact, but I didn't think there was enough for him to go down. But once the referee had given it, there was no way the VAR were going to overturn it because it wasn't a clear and obvious error. But there's no way I would want that given as a penalty if uh, if I'm in that game. No. Do you think, Al, if he um, if would have been playing behind closed doors, I think there's more opportunity you may have overruled it because I personally think we've got a moment there. We've got one of the moments in history, like in Euro 96, when Gaza toe was just off it. 
you know, like our career with Rooney gets sent off and he probably shouldn't have... We, we was on the right side of history on that moment. I, I'm not sure it was a penalty, but yeah. I just think the fans played a part. There was no way in that atmosphere he was changing his mind, in my opinion. Yeah. We got on the right side of one of those decisions for a, yeah. for a change, that's for sure. Well, Coral will give you odds of 22-1 to 1 if you think Harry Kane will score first in the final and England win 2-1. And Coral will also give you odds of 33-1 to 1 if you think Raheem the Dream Sterling will score two <laughs> goals or more in Sunday's final. Alan, was Raheem your man, man of the match? Yeah, he was. Uh, I mean, he was, he, was un, he was actually unplayable last night, I thought. The way he... Yeah. Just got the ball and stopped the defender and moved the ball so quick. He could. He, we went down the outside, came inside. He was his trickery and his skill and his ability to go past players in dangerous situations where he was inviting that tackle. Um, I thought it was it was a mammoth performance from him mm. last night. I mean, there's been he has to be up there with the player of the tournament. I mean. Uh, Spinazzola from uh, from the Italians was brilliant, and of course he, he missed the uh, he missed the semi final. But I think Raheem Sterling, for me, without doubt at the minute, has been the player of the tournament. Yeah, whose place is in jeopardy for that final? Yeah, again, in, in terms of forward positions, Linz. I mean, I, I, I think he'll go in with the uh, with the back four that has uh, that has served him. So well, I think he'll, without doubt, if barring any injuries, he'll stick with um, with the two uh, holding midfielders in Rice and Phillips. Kane plays, Sterling plays, and then it's yeah. I mean, it's I don't know. We haven't got. I don't know who he's going to play because whether whether he plays, he'll play a mountain there again. I'm sure. But on that uh, on that right hand side, who he starts with, whether that's Saka, whether that's Sancho, whether that's Rashford, whether whoever whoever that may be. I mean, whoever Gareth picks, it will be the right decision. Mm. I want to watch Italy again. I'm very, very confident that's winning the final. And I agree with Alan on the team. I think he'll stick with possibly the same team with Saka. I think Saka will give Emerson so much problems. Mm. You know, I, I, Emerson's a good player, but he's not played all year. Um, he's coming to the tournament. I, I think Saka will, will will run at him and twist and turn him off that right side, or Sterling. They can they can flip over and that. I think the key part of this game, and I think where the game will be won, I think is Mount in the centre of the park playing off of Jorginho because Jorginho, as much as a talent on the ball he is, and I watch him week in week out. Even the Morata goal for Spain, you know, he could have done more. He could have affected Morata. He could have been in the right position. And I think Mount will know from training with Jorginho day in, day out, he can run off him, he can move. And I think the, the, I think the goal, the win will come and the goal will come from Mount breaking through midfield, whether he scores himself or slips someone in. That's the key, that's the key area for me in the final. Can we beat them, Alan? Is it on its way home? Oh, I hope so, Linz. We can definitely beat them, but I tell you what, it's going to be a bloody hard game because the Italians, 33 games unbeaten it, whatever standard of football as I said that's that's an impressive stat so they've got a brilliant goalkeeper they've got two incredible centre-halves yes they're getting on a bit yes they might lack a little bit of pace but in terms of experience they're as good as anything in world football Jorginho in midfield I mean whether it's Chiesa Insignia Immobile up front they've got the trickery to uh, to cause problems it's a really tough one to call mm. but I just think at Wembley, in front of sixty-five thousand fans, we couldn't, we wouldn't have it any other way. With that, with the backing that we saw the uh, the other night against Denmark, that that's mm. going to be exactly the same. 
yeah, you wouldn't expect me to say anything different, would you, but England to win? The country would go delirious. <laughs> Joe, if we do beat them and it does come home, what are we going to sing then? <laughs> I don't know. That Gareth Southgate song, I'll tell you what, the Atomic Kitten are buzzing, isn't they? They've got the world coming back for that one. That's a so's Neil that. Diamond. So's Neil Diamond, yeah. by yeah. the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the royalties are running in left, right and centre, isn't it? It's incredible. <laughs> Alan, thank you so much for coming on. Lovely to see you. Thanks, guys. All the Cheers best. Out. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy Sunday. Enjoy the final. Joe, thank you as always. Thanks to everyone for listening as well. Joe, we're back in the pub tomorrow as well in the All to Play For arms for our final Euro 2020 podcast. We've got Spain legend Geiska Mendieta joining us as well. Good. I can't wait, Linz. I can't wait. He's a good lad, Geiska. It'll be good fun. Has he bought you a pint yet, Linz? Not yet. It's all free. It's all on the (laughs) air. Not a little surprise. (laughs) You gave me a beer at Wembley. You did, actually. You did. You did. You gave me a beer at Wembley. Joe, I'll see you tomorrow. You can buy me that pint, definitely. Yes. Yes. You can find that on the Joe YouTube channel or wherever you find your podcasts. You've been listening to the All to Play For podcast brought to you by Joe and Coral. You've been listening to All to Play For brought to you by Joe and Coral.